You're listening to the Evolving Truths Podcast, featuring mother-daughter hosts, Shannon Day and Alexis Ray, where honest and vulnerable conversations about personal growth create a connection between all of us. You're invited to experience the transformation that occurs when we allow the truth of who we are to evolve. Hello, you beautiful heart and soul. Thank you so much for being here. This is the Evolving Truths Podcast. My name is Alexis Ray, and with me, as always, is my mama, Shannon Day. Hi, mom. Hi, Alexis. How are you? Uh, I'm doing pretty well. I just told you the fiasco that happened with my internet this afternoon. It's just been a Monday. I even just feel that way in trying to explain my Monday to you. (laughs) Yeah. So not what you would call a marvelous Monday? I would call it a mediocre Monday. Okay. (laughs) Those days happen. Totally. But how are you doing? I'm good. I've been doing a bunch of spring cleaning and I love it. Today I had lunch with my mom and sister-in-law and one of my mom's friends. Today would have been my parents' 50th wedding anniversary. Anniversaries were a big deal to them. Nice that we were able to make some time and do that today. So you had fiasco with internet. What else is going on in your world? Um... That's really all I want to share about my day. Noted. (laughs) I mean, over the weekend, I did get a migraine. So I had to take my rescue medication. Then yesterday was kind of like a turtle day, migraine hangover, still take it easy. But I could measure progress in what my migraine hangover was like. And it was significantly better than past experiences. So yay, that was progress. And then today... It's pretty mediocre. I would put it at like a four, not because I'm in pain, but just based on the turtle pace that I feel, the like mental processing that I feel like I have today. I just, I feel like a turtle. You say feel like a turtle. Do you remember that movie? There's a comedian in it who's- Yeah, Master of Disguise when he goes, Uh, are you not turtle enough for the turtle club? My friend who's in law school in the first year, they have to take- torts. Anytime when I'm talking with her and she's saying something about torts, I always say, am I not tor enough? Or are you tor enough? Has she ever even seen that movie? I have no clue. I don't think she really watches movies. I'll have to ask her. As we know with me, even if others don't get my references or what I find is amusing, I still tend to stick with it. But we could go find that YouTube clip and share it with her. And then maybe she might find you a little funnier. Alexis, please go find me that clip. Especially for her doing law school. It's stressful and it's hard. And finding little spaces where you can find something that makes you smile and something that helps you look at things in a positive way. Even today with everything you've dealt with and still showing up and being here with a good attitude. I think this is something you mentioned to me the other day that you've been asked about recently. Somewhat recently, I've had some of my friends out here in Arizona ask me, have you always been this positive? One of my good friends said that at first she wasn't sure how to take my gratitude, appreciation, positive attitude for real. And then after she got to know me over some time, she was like, oh, I think this is legit. Like, I don't think this is fake. 
And then actually when that friend met my roommate, they had an exchange, which I didn't know about this until recently. They had an exchange where they were like, oh yeah, it's kind of a lot at the beginning, but it's as real and as authentic as it comes. And Mm. that feedback, I guess, has just really got me thinking. And I figured you being my mom, who's known me for literally my entire life before I even breathed air on this earth, you would be the perfect person to ask this question. So the question is, have I always been this positive? I'd say yes. Growing up, we're definitely not a morning person. So getting you up in the morning, I would not call positive experience for yourself or us necessarily. We endeavored to raise you in a positive manner. Totally agree with that. I guess I'd say I'm, I'm really sitting here having to think about this. I was raised in a household I would consider positive. My mom was in direct sales and she had tons of trainings that she went to and books that she read from motivational leaders and books about how you think in your attitude. Myself and my brother were surrounded with that as I got older, would read some of the books and at times go with her to trainings. So I started to have that way of thinking instilled in me. And when I got married, I would say your dad didn't necessarily have that quite as much. Our experiences growing up were quite different and trying to find a way to provide him with a different way of looking at things. I would introduce him to books, to motivational speakers. Do you say when you guys got married... I was born 10 months after you got married. So like at Ah. the time that you, you know, helping dad introduce him to all of those things, like I was already born. I was already present. I was probably in the car listening to those things as well. Now, whether or not I was retaining them at that age, I cannot claim. Fostering the positive attitude that I have now, I would say it's more of like a resilient attitude. And I actually think I identify more as a realist with a slash of optimism. I remembered listening to Zig Ziglar tapes in the car. Being the little stress case that I was as a child, Nana gave me my first laminated card of affirmations when I was like in kindergarten little mantras to say in the shower. I'm alive, I'm awake, and I feel great because I had such a hard time waking up in the morning. (laughs) Yeah, that is so true. Oh my goodness. I love that you still remember. That is amazing. That's the only one that I remember, but yeah, I remember that one. Uh, What a great way to wake up in the morning. I'm alive, I'm awake, and I feel great. Yeah, except when you're a six-year-old and like You're just so irritated that you have to even get up in life that day. Uh, You guys did sweeten the pot, though, with like, okay, we'll get donuts for breakfast if you get up right now. I'm going to call that hashtag great mom moment. (laughs) Donuts for breakfast. Totally. answer the question that had been posed to me I told them I think yes and no because 
like you were saying, you guys always gave me the power to believe I could do anything. And any obstacle that came up was purely an opportunity to learn or create a solution. As I aged and my type A personality-ness continued to develop, aka that control freak aspect of myself. I love that you just said personalityist. You totally created a new word. Dude, that's like the second word I've come up with. I'm pretty sure in like episode one, I said agreeableness or something. And you're like, oh, that's not a word. I'm like, okay. I like that you come up with new words. And in my case, I'm still just basically trying to learn to speak English coherently. So (laughs) go us. Go us. Okay. So as my type A personality traits continued to develop and I really got a strong need for control of outcomes, which I do think that developed out of thinking I can do anything. If this outcome doesn't work out, it's because of a problem with me. Mm. I didn't work hard enough. I didn't account for all of the variables. Like this shouldn't have gone wrong had I done more. But we can talk about that in just a second. The point I'm really trying to get to is I learned the fundamentals of being positive as well as being resilient As a young child, I think I had several opportunities to practice it throughout my life. And then by the time I got to 30 and I'm dealing with health crises and things that are completely out of my control, I'm really just at the point where I'm like, you know, quote unquote, Jesus, take the wheel (laughs) because I don't have any control over anything at this point in life. And I'm just along for the freaking ride, you know, so it is what it is. And maybe that's where my positive mentality comes from now. You saying that us raising you in a positive manner and with this thought that you can do anything and using that and working towards things, but then when they didn't turn out, feeling like you didn't do enough, that balance between thinking positive, working for things, and then when things don't necessarily turn out exactly like we thought they would, or we expected them to, that balance between blaming ourselves, especially if we did do our best and put forth our best effort, like not blaming ourselves or putting ourselves down, or I was thinking about it positively and look, it didn't work out. Or then using that as an excuse to say, well, F the world and everything I try, nothing ever works out. A balance between those beliefs. Do you make two really good points? So first, the F the world, you know, I would say it becomes an opportunity to try again. Don't give up. And I think as we get older, we forget that in order to get good at something, we have to start out bad at something. We become more used to being good at things because we get into a habit and we do the same thing over and over again. And we then have a harder time being willing to just not be great. We could even use the podcast as an example. It took us a couple of months before we 
got started. We were doing research. We were trying to get prepared to get the background information that we needed. And then at some point, I just looked at the information we had and said, okay, it's time to start because we could keep researching ourselves right out of ever starting this. And the only way that we were going to get better at it was to start doing it. Yeah, that's all I have for that. Yeah. Oh, okay, cool. I mean, you agree with that. Would you say that there's been other things in your life that you could relate to that experience or, you know, something? I am over here just cracking myself up today and I don't know why. I love Uh, that we're having this conversation right now because it feels so true and authentic to you and I. Yeah, it does. Um, Menopause brain, what was the question? Mom, the question is, what are your thoughts about or what have your experiences been with being willing to start something new as an adult or being willing to not be good at something and letting that fear stop you? I feel like I'm usually pretty good about trying something new. I guess I've never really thought about it the way you're describing it, that I'm going to do this and I'm actually not very good at it. So maybe then I don't want to do it because I'm not going to be very good at it. At the same time that I say that though, I think about going through my divorce and how much that shook my confidence, Mm. like to my being, to my core, that rocked me. And since then I've had one other thing happen that I would say also really shook me for different reasons, but Recently, I've been giving more thought to the effect that these events had on me and working to give myself some grace and truly recognize the impact that they had on my life. And now doing work to get myself back to a place of trusting in myself, my skills, my ability to do things. That's a different topic though, because here we're talking about being positive and have you always been and is that a thing and how do we be positive? Recently, I was at the gym one morning and looking for something different to listen to. So in my Spotify, I searched for like gym music or morning motivation and I got a morning workout motivation. And in there, one of the guys talks about failure. He said, failure's not forever failure is formative. Wow. Right? I love that. Zig Ziglar would say failure is an event. It's not a person. Yet how often when something happens, people internalize failure and they think of themselves as a failure. I think that's something all of us probably fight to a degree. And I don't know if I necessarily want to use the word fight, contend with, have to deal with, have to start to figure out that, yes, failure is an event. Failure is not the end. Failure is formative because if something is formative, what do we take from it? What is the lesson I get to learn from this? My word for 2023 is forward. So what am I going to do with this to move me forward in my life or towards this goal I was working towards? That's been staying with me a lot since I heard that. Thank you for sharing that with us. Failure is an event. It is not a person. And the aspect of internalizing that is something I resonate with so much. And the formative, I relate to that super heavily because in the past year, I've gotten to participate in two 
development courses. So last fall, I was in the Eric Thomas Game Changers speaker program. The coaches that were involved in the program had so many amazing things. And one of my takeaways was L-A-D-D. Listen, apply, don't defend. Mm. So every Monday night, we would have live training. We were practicing our speaking skills and the fundamentals that they were teaching us. They would always say, we perform surgery. Like I'm here to chisel out. I am here to slice exactly what you need to be told so that you can improve your skills. Please don't get defensive. We are here to turn you into the best. Know that so that you can listen while we're talking, apply what we're telling you, and don't defend. Like, we don't need you to explain what you were trying to do. I'm just going to tell you specifically what you need to do in order to improve. And I loved to be able to reframe the feedback because they weren't telling any of us that we were bad. And if someone could get to the point in life, this isn't just when someone gives you criticism, but when an event happens, being able to say, okay, I'm going to listen to this message. I'm going to apply what I'm taking away from this lesson. And I'm not going to be defensive as to why I'm here, why this is happening. Like it just is. I can't explain it. I don't have to explain it. It's just the freaking matter of fact. Shout out to those Game Changer coaches. They had an impactful imprint on my life. Just to bring this full circle, you and dad instilled in me from a very young age to take responsibility for my actions and understand that every action does have, you know, a positive or negative reaction. And it's up to you to determine which way you want that to go. Even when there would be times that I was your typical kid and made a poor decision or did something that I shouldn't have done, when you guys had to have a punishment for me, whether it be a grounding or taking something away. Consequence um, for your actions. Exactly. You guys would tie it back to this is the outcome because of the decision that you made. And when we are being honest with ourselves and we find ourselves in a predicament, being able to take responsibility for that will make it so much easier to be able to move on. And I guess in that case, it is a little bit internalizing, but it's internalizing in a way that you know you never want to make that mistake again. I can confidently say that that's been my biggest struggle with my chronic health challenges is accepting something that I didn't do. There wasn't really a cause that I'm aware of to this day that was my fault to have avoided this outcome. And that pill personally has been the hardest freaking pill to swallow. As you were saying that, I also started to think about the fact that our life circumstances, how we're raised resources that we have, opportunities that we're exposed to, when we have those things, and even in abundance, it can make it easier. I'm currently listening to Viola Davis's memoir. Wow. Everyone get the book. So good. 
really trying to expose myself and open myself up more to other experiences. And we had this with Reggie hearing about Reggie D Ford's experience growing up and then hearing hers, even as she talks about things, finding small ways where she could find something to hang on to. And sometimes when we are facing something, that's what we have to do. It might be looking at a situation that's really negative or hard and being able to say, I don't want my life to be like that. I don't know that one would necessarily think of that as positive thinking. Yet to me, in a way it is because you're looking at something that's been extremely difficult for you, for your siblings, for your family and saying, I don't want my life to be like this. She talks about it. One of her sisters sitting with her and saying, you got to figure out what you want to do because this is not what you want. I love that your friends had this observation about you, authentic positivity for them to see that's really who you were. It's not a show. It's not just something that you do. I was visiting with a friend recently who was talking about someone in her friend group who with her, everything is, oh, that'll be okay. Oh, that's fine. Oh, that's great. To the point where my friend like got a little bit upset and perturbed about it and said to her, no, everything isn't all right. Did you even listen? And maybe just let me state this is what's going on. We've talked about this before. It's not wanting to deal with someone else's discomfort. We don't want to be uncomfortable. To having rose-colored glasses that we think we can put on and everything is always going to be okay. And I don't think that's healthy either. Oh, no, not at all. And that is where the, I don't think the name is false positivity, but it's, um, this was like a hot term in the past couple of years, uh, negative positive positivity, unhealthy oh, yeah. positivity. What was, what was that? Toxic positivity. That's it. I'm pretty sure that's it. I would say with this chronic health onset, something that I really had to allow myself to get good at is that I can admit things are hard. I can admit that things are shitty. I can admit that I'm in a very challenging set of circumstances right now. And that doesn't make me a pessimist. It's purely acknowledging the situation that I'm in and how I presently feel, even though I may still believe this is something I can overcome. I can work towards this. I'm going to keep looking for solutions. Like there is a different outcome that I could possibly attain. Acknowledging where you are, that's tied to being honest with yourself, right? And that self reflection, which I know here we talk a lot about. So we've discussed you were raised this way, and that probably contributes a lot to it. But as an adult, you get to start to make those decisions even more so, even before being an adult. We've discussed a few things that we think contribute to being able to have a positive attitude about things. Is there anything else that you would add to it that's helped you? Yeah, I think the last piece that I would add is gratitude and mindfulness. And when I say that, it ties back to my experience of I was in a car accident in 2021. 
I was extremely lucky to walk away from that car accident with only a severe concussion. And I basically feel like at this point, you know, I'm living on borrowed time. You and I have talked about the four thoughts that I had just before that airbag hit me and the amount of peace and calm that I felt like I'm pretty sure that's in a previous episode. And so now with what I'm doing, where I'm at, I'm grateful to wake up every day. And because of my chronic health challenges related to migraine symptoms and residual symptoms, I'm grateful to wake up every day and not have a headache or a migraine or not feel bad. Right. And then on top of that, or intermixed in those two major events, I'm grateful to wake up in a state that is at a temperature I feel extremely happy and at home in. And so I drive down the street still to this day and I'm like, oh my gosh, I live somewhere with palm trees. I see Camelback Mountain over here. I am just flabbergasted at the fact that this is the set of circumstances I find myself in currently. And I still feel like life has been a handful of shitty. It's finding those things, those moments and really cherishing them. What would be something that you would add? I think a sense of humor. Yes. Is, is good. Finding things that make you laugh. Um, just like what we started the episode with. Am I not turtle enough for you? <laughs> I can't wait to for you to go find that clip, send it to me so I can send it to my friend. Movement. Ooh. And if that movement is even just getting out of bed, as you said, expressing gratitude Letting things get to us in a way that just gets us so worked up or angry or riled up. And like, it can be an inanimate object. Yeah. Like, like it's not that serious, right? Like you're seriously getting so mad about, I don't know, this phone or an issue with your computer or like even you Traffic. today, <laughs> right? You today dealing with the internet, you really could have let that just kick my mm, cat. Yeah. So it's fine that you, <laughs> Zig Ziglar, it's fine <laughs> that you say today's a mediocre Monday. Like, no, it's not up here, which is where I would have loved for it to be. There's that honesty in that space, but not letting it completely derail you. I love it because I feel like with some of my friends and one in particular, um, the one who's in law school, She's really shifted and started to make some of those changes. Like why spend our energy in that space? If I'm expending energy and I get to choose what it is, choose wisely and choose something that's going to make for better, right? Make for better. Speaking of English, that's just not going to make it as difficult, I guess, for you. Yeah. It's not something you can control. It's not even going to matter in 15 minutes to kind of wrap up off of that point. Um, did I ever tell you last fall that Grandma Rosie and T sent me a care package with like little notes on the inside of them? You did. Okay. One of those notes that has stuck with me since opening it last fall, I continue to say it to myself frequently and I definitely share it with other people is it is not as serious as your brain makes it out to be. Mm, I like that. I think learning that in 
construction where literally every single day you're putting out fires. Now, don't get me wrong, you could be potentially dealing with hundreds of thousands, if not million of dollar projects, but you know, some material doesn't show up on the job site. We are not performing brain surgery. Like we can solve this problem. It's really not the end of the world. But every single day, it feels like that in that line of work. And now being able to have that perspective because of the accident, because of my health and being reminded from this freaking sticky note, the last thing I would add with this tangent of how enthusiastic I'm getting about this saying is no one has any expectations for you other than yourself. And once I figured that out, which just came during this chronic health onset is I was beating myself up for not being productive during the day because I didn't feel good enough. I felt like I was failing at my recovery because it was taking longer than anyone expected or I expected or at the same time, like I didn't know what I was dealing with. So all of these things are spiraling and eventually kind of similar to the same time that I read that saying it's not as serious as your brain makes it out to be I realized that no one has any expectations for me and so when you're facing adversity or you're feeling like I am a failure if you stop and look around you're like who did I actually fail in this set of circumstances and obviously I'm talking about something that didn't have a giant negative consequence because if it has one of those you know that does not apply to this case Correct. <laughs> um, but if you stop and look around and you're like, I didn't really disappoint anyone that the only expectation that was actually put on this was from me for this reason. And can I understand like, hey, I didn't do that, but I got this and that's still pretty good. Dang. OK, we're doing just fine. Yeah, we've learned so many things in our life and to get to come here and think about all of them with you like this was fun. <laughs> It was fun. Hopefully others can relate or there's a small tidbit for someone here that they can take from this and apply in their own lives. And as always, we know that all of you have things that you're doing and experiences you've had. So let us know what's worked for you. And if you want to tell us your story as to how you learned these skills, we would love to hear those also. I'm alive. I'm awake. And, and I, I feel, feel great. great. Oh, yeah. So crazy. Okay. So if mom and I are totally your cup of tea and you loved this episode, please leave a five-star rating. Please leave a review of the show on whatever platform you are listening. Follow the show so you never miss an episode. And if you think someone would enjoy this episode, please share it with them. The farther we get to reach, the more people we get to have in this community and having these conversations. We will be back next week. But until then, please remember, life is beautiful and you create the magic. Have a good one. Connect with Shannon and Alexis and the Evolving Truths community by visiting evolvingtruthspodcast.com. Links are in the show notes. The artwork for this project was created by Julie B. Salazar and is entitled Celebration from the Inner Landscape Print Series. The Evolving Truths podcast is produced and edited by Shannon Day and Alexis Ray, recorded from the Corner Studio in conjunction with Alexis Ray Enterprises, LLC.